when you see content on social media, it seems very exact. You know, when your child's struggling with their emotions, you need to be calm, present and responsive. But of course, that isn't realistic because as humans, we've got all this other stuff going on, financial pressures, work stresses. So of course, we're going to lose it and snap and shout at our kids, regardless of how calm we are by nature. I think the things that have really helped for me just general awareness of what my child is going through. So setting realistic expectations for his behavior really helps. Not always, because obviously now he's five. A lot of the things that maybe I would use in the toddler years when it comes to realistic expectations, it feels like he's making more conscious decisions to not listen. And going back to what I said earlier, it feels like I expect more of him at the age of five. But naturally, we're going to lose it. I lose it. I think Everyone loses it, regardless of what social media might lead you to believe. But I think when you do lose it, there's fantastic opportunities there to teach your child. Obviously, you can let them know that you're only human. And as human beings, we do make mistakes. And as human beings, we can make mistakes and still be okay. So it's quite a sense of achievement the first time you apologize to your child, because I know a lot of parents struggle with apologizing to their kid because a lot of people think, you know, they're a kid, I don't need to apologize. But of course, if we can apologize and let them know that we're only human, and then when they say, that's okay, daddy, I know you were frustrated, that feels like a sense of achievement, like a parenting win when you reach that. I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it was learning about rupture and repair from, I think it was Philippa Perry, who first on the podcast used those two words together. And I think that's what it is. It's not about not having those moments, because actually that doesn't teach resilience. What teaches resilience is having those moments and then learning how to repair them, how to make amends, how to change behavior, how to say sorry, how to come back after an argument. Just really, really important skills. And I think you're right. I remember actually someone watched me apologize. I didn't know this person very well. We were checking into an Airbnb or something and I apologized to Jesse. And he actually said this to me. He said, you cannot apologize to your child. You've just lost all your power, is what he said to me. And I think that's often like the prevailing wisdom, isn't it? Is that we have to seem like we are overriding and more powerful all the time than our children and somehow saying sorry negates that. Is that what you hear as well when people talk to you about this? Yeah, I think that's the biggest barrier. The number one thing is just developing the ability to apologize to your child. So many parents struggle with it and so many parents see it as a sign of weakness and that they're either giving into their child or they're letting their child have a sense of control over them. But it's not about that at all. You know, you and your child are both human beings. You can both in your own ways, make mistakes. So it's about just owning that mistake and saying sorry. And obviously it allows our child to see what a healthy relationship looks like because relationships aren't going to be plain sailing all the time. They're going to be ups and downs. And what steps do you take when either you lose it or you yell or you shout? You have to model repair and apologize. So yeah, it's definitely a big step. The first step for parents is getting comfortable with saying sorry and realizing that it's not a sign of weakness. What are some of those other big things that you've learned and are putting into practice which feel new or different to you? More recently, I would say developing the ability to step back. So now our little one is five. Obviously, he's feeling his emotions a lot differently. So let's say 
when he was three, he would get frustrated. Obviously, I could work with him through that frustration and just appreciate that at three years old, you're going to get frustrated a lot of the time. One thing I'm struggling with at the moment, I think, is he's feeling those emotions a lot harder because he's more aware. So recently, Luca went to a taekwondo lesson and um, because he hasn't done enough lessons to grade up to the next bout, he was the only one in the class not involved in the pre-grading and he wasn't aware of that. So when the teacher talked to him about pre-grading and he was quite excited the teacher had to tell Luca, oh, sorry, Luke, you've not done enough lessons to pre-grade. So everyone else is pre-grading, but you're not. For one reason or another, we were away a few times, so he didn't do enough lessons. And he really, really struggled with that. And he came up out of Taekwondo really upset. And I could just feel him really trying to compute and rationalize that he wasn't going to pre-grade and he was getting really frustrated. I was pushing him on it, you know, saying, you know, what's wrong? talk to me. And he then lashed out and said, shut up, daddy. You know, I don't want to talk. That then made me a little bit frustrated. I was like, just tell me. And it escalated. It got to the point where we got home and my wife just said, Tom, pop inside. Let me just sit with Luca. And I think that is what he needed. Just someone to just sit with him and just let him compute what was going on in his own time. And weirdly, he then came in and said, sorry for shouting, which is quite cool. I think that is something that I'm working on at the moment as our little one gets older is just not being too overbearing and appreciating that as he gets older, he's got this whole life going on that I'm not aware of. You know, he's at school, loads of interactions happen that I'm not involved with and I can't fix for him. He's going to be thinking on his feet a lot more and he's just going to want to sit with his emotions. A few times recently he said, can I just pop into my room and relax? which he's never said before. And I'm like, why do you want to do that when you can just stay here and play? But he's his own person. He wants to just go and have some alone chill time. And that's absolutely fine. So that is another thing I'm trying to deal with as a parent. Well, that's probably because you've taught him regulation. He's probably heard you say, I need to just take a breath to relax. My seven-year-old says that to me a lot. Mummy, I just need to take a breath here. It's all getting a bit much. That's what she says to me. And those are literally like my words, (laughs) I say. So it's amazing. To witness, isn't it? The power of modeling this stuff is way more powerful than teaching, not doing it ourselves and trying to teach them how to do it. Yeah. And it's a constant evolution as well, because literally every month, it's like they're a different person. They've got different abilities. They struggle with different things. They have different personal triggers. So yeah, it's a constant evolution. And I think, you know, as parents, we need to constantly evolve and adapt as much as our little ones do. 100%. 